Hello, movie trivia schmodown universe. We are so excited for season eight. Season eight is the biggest season that we have ever done. And we have launched the schmodown faction merch. That is right. Faction merch from all eight factions. They are available now. You like swag? Well, get a swag hoodie. Put on that hat with corruption hat. Put the shirt on. Get the championship design. Anytime you purchase faction merch, a percentage of the profits go into a pool. It is going to contribute to what the factions are playing for. Hell, I want to see them playing for $100,000, $200,000, $300,000. I want to see them playing for what they are able to play for, what they have deserved to play for. Who's the faction I'm supporting? Who do I want to win? And I get it. So head on over to the Skybound store now. The link is in the description of this video. If you're watching your favorite factions and you know when they're going to be competing, Put on the shirt, put on the hoodie, put on the hat, and let us know. Take some pictures, tweet it out, hashtag Schmodown, and we will retweet it and show everybody who you are supporting. Enjoy the match, enjoy the merch, and we'll see you next time. to the movie trivia showdown alongside my training partner in the gym and in movie trivia andrew guy i am merely mark baby carrots ellis and drew you talk about a matchup of two showdown stalwarts who have built up reputation not just in the arena but also with their vibrant personalities outside of it it is the barbarian taking on the godfather drew mcqueen Two of the best names in the business, Drew McQueenie and, of course, the Barbarian here. Two guys that are very respected in the league for their knowledge. Drew McQueenie, he's done it for year after year after year, but his success has really come in teams. We haven't seen him pick up a win in singles since 2018, but Craig on the other side of it, he's had a very strong, short career. So today's going to be a big-time matchup between, honestly, behemoths of the game with very, very different histories. Yeah, and while the Barbarian nor Elvis has ever retired suddenly, they are on a track to look to continue a sterling, really in any league that they want to compete in, they always fare well together, although it's a singles match, but I guess they're kind of a team. We we let it fly for the animals around here. The real question is Drew McWeeny. What kind of singles shape is he in? Does he have the mindset to compete here today and possibly get a big win? Because as you said, his record in singles, merely two and four, he took a tough loss in his last outing but you just get the feeling that that record not quite indicative of the caliber of player that he is well what's really fascinating about drew mcqueenie is he is a rushmore level teams player and in teams you will see what he knows and it is an infinite amount it's really incredible but for some reason whether it's the wheel whether it's the strategy or whether it's just bad luck drew mcqueenie has really struggled as i said in singles specifically but if anyone can turn it around it is drew mcqueenie as you saw he had a very great match against the delinquent another very strong competitor out there but the barbarian is still a guy out there trying to make a name for himself even though honestly it seems like he already has he just hasn't been able to do it record wise he hasn't been out on the floor or on the court as much as maybe we might like to see him 
Both these fellows looking to have a bright future for the rest of this season in the Schmodown. And as for their storied past, let's have a look. A legend returns. That is right. The former movie trivia Schmodown team's champion, the godfather, Drew McQueenie, makes his triumphant return to the Schmodown. You know, the more you sort of poked me with the things that I've left unfinished, with the things that I've left undone in this league, I definitely want to make a go of this as a, a singles player. There is so much new blood now. And so I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to come back and face some of these new younger players who I, I I think are monsters. I think have come to the table really ready to go. He looks determined. He looks scary. His singles career, though, has never been exactly what we thought. I definitely feel like singles has always been a, a place where I have done okay, but not great. So I want to push that over. And yeah, a, a belt there would be a real vindication of the time I put in playing. Oh, um, hey man, you're not supposed to see this part of it. Uh, I didn't take Lon seriously. I, I thought he was going to sleep through the last match, but I'm going to be ready on Friday. So we're set to face another legend. Well, Elvis and I know a thing or two about that. I want to say Barbarian, because this dude puts his heart and soul into this. Yeah. I mean, like, he really lives it. When the great Tom Dagnino and the goat law John Roca sent us out into the wilderness to help them build the greatest faction the Schmodown has ever seen, we scouted plenty of legends, and we found them to be just that. Overrated, tall tales that didn't live up to the hype. There's no two ways to look at it, okay? The match that Drew McWeeny played against Lon Harris, he was rusty. That is not the force that Drew McWeeny is in the movie Trivia Schmodown. And now we have another formidable challenger in The Barbarian. What I have learned is that everybody in this league is playing much, much better than I remember. There's no easy matches anymore. What we put together in the dossier was a faction that was greater than these so-called legends. So once I'm through with Mr. Son of Weenie, there will be no question that the legend is just that. Uh, you know, it's always nice to remember that Sam Levine and Finstock are a part of the movie trivia showdown. Sam Levine and Drew work very well together. They have a lot of common interests, and that seems to be a pretty good coach-competitor relationship. As for Finstock and the Barbarian and Elvis, they seem to get along okay, but as of right now, we do not currently have Gucci in the stream and so we're not sure if he's going to emerge as a manager or if he's sending one of his other minions to help coach sometimes less is more especially when it comes to gucci is that right i mean it's really fascinating when you talk about these two player manager relationships one side of it you talk about maybe the closest pair out there in sam levine and drew mcqueenie when you look at what they've done with above the line and then on the other side of it we've got a guy with so much promise and potential but no support. Where is Bobby Gucci unless... Oh my God, I hope he's not in my house. 
I, you, you'd notice the smell by now. I'm looking in the private chat, still no word from production on whether he's here. And so we got to get going here, Drew. So are you ready to kick this match off, sir? I am ready. Are you ready, Mark Ellis? I am so pumped. And now to introduce the competitors and to tell us exactly what the o'clock is, the golden throat of Mr. Christian Harloff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the movie trivia showdown. Introducing first, representing the usual suspects, the record of four wins, six losses, and two knockouts, the Godfather! Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for having me. There is Drew McQueenie. Drew, you... Don't have the best record in singles, but everybody knows how much you know about movies, and that's been applied to greater success in teams. And so do you come in here today really looking to make a statement with a big possible win over the Barbarian? Well, I feel like my, my first time back, I hadn't played in a while. Um, and the game itself, you got to get back into. It's not just the, the knowledge, it's playing the game. So I, I feel like I had a warm-up match. I feel like I'm ready this time. I'm good to go, man. Drew, obviously you've had an incredible amount of success in the team's division, and I truly do believe that you are a singles belt contender. Do you think this is the year for you? Now that you've got you got that get up in your step again, you're ready to play the game, is this the year where you become a belted champion in two separate divisions? I, I'm going to give everything I have. I'll, I'll say this. I have never seen a more challenging field of contenders, though. It, mm. is, it is a real bloodbath getting to that belt now well you talk about a bloodbath you also talk about the guy who's going to be looking across from you virtually so today what do you make of the barbarian what's your read on him his odd antics his fascination with the little thing on his shoulder his movie trivia knowledge all of it any of it see i'm i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get uh distracted by all the uh, smoke and mirrors uh, that the Barbarian brings to the table. Because, you know, last time out, I got lulled into thinking that Lon was asleep, and uh, he was not. I was fooled. So, um, you know, this guy comes in. He's got, he's got a lot going on. All that matters is the answers he gives. Yeah, Drew well, McQueenie, Mark, they're understanding what a lot of us had to as well, that Lon Harris was actually awake in that last match. <laughs> he surprised we, we, me. <laughs> we, we did get confirmation that he did uh, awake from his slumber. And so somebody who might still be snoozing is the opponent's manager. We know Elvis is going to show up. How about that opponent? And his opponent representing the Finstock Exchange with a record of two wins, one defeat, and one knockout. And, of course, his good friend, Elvis, the... Barbarian! Woo, boy, the Barbarian sporting a fresh mustache. Elvis looking, although it is summertime, full winter coat approved. You seem locked, loaded, ready to go. But the first question I have to ask you, Barbarian, isn't necessarily about your opponent. It's about your manager, Gucci, uh, we have not seen him enter the stream yet. Is there a backup plan in place, or are you just going to go solo and have Elvis coach you? Look, Mr. Tom Dagnino, Bobby Gucci, is a man of 
many responsibilities. He's a man of many talents, and he's a man of many mysteries. So sometimes when we have, you know, opponents that aren't, you know, in championship matches or opponents that are in championship matches, he just, you know, trusts us to uh, go out and have managerial support from our fellow teammates who he's also managed. So really, it's like he's managing me through whoever will be there, possibly Elvis, possibly someone else. I don't, we don't actually know. So Barbarian, while it does sound like you're trying to cover for your brother to your parents right now, we will take you <laughs> at your word. I have to ask you, the competitor across from you and Drew McQueenie, is there any intimidation factor? You've played some of the best in the game in Bibiani, in Ellison, in Damon. However, you haven't quite got the numbers that McQueenie has. Does that matter at all when you come into this match or does it feel like a fresh slate for you? Look, my last match, I was placed against a demon. That demon used his dark magic to sway the game in his favor. This time you put me up against a god. You know, he's a, <laughs> a godfather type, uh, something like Zeus, I imagine. Um, but I fight, we fight on behalf of the one true god, which is Krom, of course. And with Krom by our side, we will defeat this false deity on the field of battle. All right, pretty good uh, long-winded answers there, buying his manager some time to get in here. But <laughs> filibuster no more. It's time to look at both of our competitors. And there they are, Drew McQueenie, the Godfather, and the Barbarian. And as we noted in the Barbarian's interview, it is perfectly legal for a manager to name a substitute from their faction in their place. We just have to get word here and make it so. And with that knowledge intact, it is time for round number one's rules. The rules of round numero uno are as follows. Eight questions will emerge from eight different categories of movie, trivia, schmodown, goodness. Each question is worth one point. There is no penalty for missing a question, and there is no stealing. At least there isn't in round number one. As soon as we ask the question, competitors have 15 seconds to get that correct answer from the back of their brain to whatever writing surface they prefer. Once we ask you by name or nickname, please show what you wrote to your camera. Give it a hot second so we can read it. At the same time, you verbalize your attempt into the microphone. I'll remind each competitor of your three usages of the JTE rule throughout the duration of the match. That's your repeat a question. If you're not sure you heard it right or you just want to buy yourself another 15 seconds, use one of your three jeté rules. You also each have one challenge. You may utilize at any point throughout the three-round match. You may initiate it or your pet may initiate it. And then we'll bring in managers or whoever is in the stream and they will deliberate to their heart's content. It will ultimately be your manager or whoever's in the stream that confirms and ratifies if said challenge is taking place. Drew McQueenie, the Godfather, do you understand the rules and are you ready to go in round one? I am indeed. And, I and Barbarian slash Elvis, you good and ready to go? I would just like again to reiterate, Elvis is not a pet. He is my companion. I'm sorry about that. Transgression removed. All right. now, now we are ready to compete. Then let's get ready to... Schmodown! Gentlemen, three rounds in the singles division, and of course, it all starts here in round one. Eight questions from all over the movie trivia universe. Gentlemen, here we are. Your first question coming from the category of horror slash thriller. Who plays the villainous Mitch Leary, who is taunting Clint Eastwood's Frank Horrigan, a Secret Service agent, in the action thriller In the Line of Fire? 
True. I, I got to lean on you here now because you say horror thriller. I go to horror movies. Most of my announcing companions do not care for horror movies. Not Ken, Christian, Brad. Steph, I think, likes them. You? Four, three, two, one. And let's start with The Godfather. I'll answer you. Don't worry. John Malkovich. And The Barbarian. From me to you. John Malkovich. Both that correct, is- even quoting the movie as we wait Drew's answer. We go to question number two, and that is in the world of crime movies. Hey, Malkovich knows something about those films, too. Your question. Will Smith plays seasoned con man Nikki Spurgeon alongside Margot Robbie in what 2015 comedic drama? Okay, so I've been dying to tell you. I am too scared to watch horror movies on my own now. <laughs> well, come That's on over. You don't have to... You have to pay to use the bathroom. I don't know what happened to me in my, my late 20s. Four, I got weak. Three, two, one. Hands down, let's go to Drew McQueenie. Uh, I, I don't remember the title, but is it Focus? You focused enough to get the correct answer and Barbarian. Okay. He had great focus to pull focus. All right, good. Wow, perfect through the first two. I didn't even know that movie existed, Mark, as we get to question number three. Coming from the category of family films, which actor starred in the 1960s family films Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I know everyone's dying to know, Ellis. Mary Poppins or Chitty Chitty? Oh, Chitty Chitty all the way. I have severe issues with the upbringing of those poor kids. Four, three, two, one. Let's go to the Barbarian. I, I thought this was a family show, so I'm not sure if I should say this out loud, but it is a Dick Van Dyke. That is correct Except for a point. Drew McQueenie. The man, the myth, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke is correct, and they're both perfect so far, Drew, as we get to the category of directors. Fancy folks who do this. Your question for a point. Which MCU filmmaker directed the films Dead Again? Artemis Fowl, and the 2007 film Sleuth. Artemis Fowl was my second, like, super boy book series. I read Ender's Game first, and then Artemis Fowl. You know, you wow. know those? Yeah. Cool. Shouldn't Three. say I've super never read boy a as a grown man. Okay. What? Pens <laughs> down, back to The Godfather. That would be Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh is correct, and The Barbarian. Kenneth Branagh. It's tough to stump these fellows, and they're proving it so far. Yeah, no surprise here as we get into our fifth question. Just halfway, over halfway through the round here, gentlemen. The fifth question comes from the category of biopics. Who plays Branch Rickey alongside Chaswick Bozeman's Jackie Robinson in 42? You know, I got to brag here just a little bit. Uh, Previous trivia question answered Dick Van Dyke. One time he was in the crowd at the comedy store in the main room. And I performed for Dick Van Dyke and shook his hand afterwards. Five. Nice. That's Four. pretty awesome, man. All white suit. Oh, of course. And yeah. pens down, hands up. Where are we going here first, Mark? I think we should go back to Barbarian or Elvis. It would be America's grandfather, Harrison Ford. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I, I'll accept that answer. Drew McQueenie? <laughs> uh, yes, Harrison Ford. Is correct. All right, so... These fellas not blinking so far. Let's see if we can at least get them to smile with the category of comedies. (laughs) 
Wow, you sound like Dick Van Dyke laughing at me in the main room. Your question for a point. Which musician stars alongside Steve Martin as the character of Charlene Morton, who needs help proving her innocence after being framed for a crime in the film Bringing Down the House? So maybe you've met one of these three gentlemen, but of the three amigos, who would you have met? Martin, Short, or Chase? Uh, I know a family member of Chevy Chase. Three, so not him. Two, one. <laughs> Never met any of them. Swing and a miss. Let's go to The Godfather for hopefully a swing and not a miss. Uh, Queen Latifah. He got it. He's got six points to Barbarian's five, unless Barbarian also had the answer. The Royal Queen Latifah. Correct, Amundo, and we only have two questions left in round one, separating these two guys from a perfect round. Yeah, I have no idea if or when either of these gentlemen will ever miss a question, but their seventh question does come in the category of fantasy sci-fi. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader is the third installment in what fantasy movie franchise? You know, uh, I don't want to brag too much in round one, but I was a Dawn Treader this morning. Worked out at 6.30 in the a.m. Perfect. So you're Where were you? hour late. Hour late to our meeting at 5.30. Wonderful. Four, three, two, one. I've earned the right to sleep in. Let's go to the Barbarian. It's the Chronic What Olds of Narnia. That, we'll, we'll accept that. How about the Godfather? That would be the Chronicles of Narnia. Perfect so far, and now to seal the deal with a perfect round one, they have one and but one question left. That category is in the world that Andrew knows a little something about, action-adventure films. And your question, which Oscar-winning actor plays Simon Peter Gruber in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Simon says. This was my Die Hard movie. I was, uh, you know, I'm a late 80s baby, so this was my Die Hard film. I do love this movie dearly. Four, three, two, one. Closing us out in round one possibly is The Godfather. Uh, guy who should have won the Oscar for Dead Ringers, Jeremy Irons. He has a perfect round and will receive a bonus question. How about Elvis slash his companion? Simon says Jeremy Irons. They're both wow. perfect. Drew, did you expect anything less? Everybody out there watching, this is what these two guys are capable of. They will now be asked a bonus question. Same rigmarole we've been doing because both of you did go perfect. You'll be writing down your answer and wait for us to ask you by name to reveal your answer. Andrew Guy, at your ready. All right, the Barbarian and the Godfather in the category of bonus. What Oscar-winning 1990s film features supporting performances from... Judy Dench, Jeffrey Rush, and Ben Affleck. I saw uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance twice in one day in the theater the day it opened. My <laughs> aunt took like, me in the morning, that. and then I took my friends that night. It was great. Five, four, three, two, oops, one. And All right, let's go to The Barbarian. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love is correct. Does The Godfather have it for the tie? Shakespeare in Love. Wow. They have not missed yet. Not one, but two, three, if you count Elvis. Perfect rounds in round number one. As we get into round number two, this is the wheel round, and it works as thus. Each competitor gets a spin at the wheel once you settle on a category. Four questions emerge from that particular realm. 
It's worth two points, but if you're not sure of the answer, you can always ask us for multiple choice in this round only. We'll give you four options, one of which the powers that be tell us is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question does go down to one. Keep in mind, stealing is available in round number two, so you may want to use that multiple choice after all. Those are the rules, gentlemen, and now by proxy of who is introduced second, it is the Barbarian who gets to choose whether he would like to spin that wheel first or defer to his opponent. We would like to spin first. They are going to wow. spin first, and Andrew, this is maybe the moment we've all been waiting for, so we'll let Drew McRaney relax in the green room, and whoever's managing for the Finstock Exchange today is about to emerge. Oh, hello, ladies and I. gentlemen. It, Ty Lieberman is going to be the de facto manager. Hello, Mr. Lieberman. Hello, Mr. Ellis, Mr. Guy. Hello. Do you always have a glass of wine with you wherever you go, Tyrant? Of course, I leave one in every room, like the uh, like the kid in signs leaves water around the house. I leave wine around the house, so I'm never without. Okay. Okay. Well, good to see you, Ty. Before we get into your sixty seconds with the barbarian, how much advance notice did you get, if any, that you were going to be the manager today? I had time to find a belt. Okay, then the sixty seconds is all yours, starting now. Greetings, well. Tyrant. Greetings, Barbarian. What a first round. You got them all just like I taught you. Now, you could have had anyone come in here today. You could have had the spiritual salvation of her brother, Lomas. You could have had the cool, gloved hands of downtown Griffey Nooms. But you chose me, the tyrant, because you know that I can bring you the power and glory you need to continue doing well in this match. Now, I believe since you did perfect in the first round, you don't need too much guidance right now. Just stay in your zone, that special barbarian zone, that place that only you know. Elvis also knows it. Yes, and Elvis. Hi, Elvis. I'm scared, oh, yeah. Mark. He, I think he Elvis asked... actually said hi. Okay, let's bring up the wheel. He was asking for a wine recommendation. Oh. <laughs> this is a blend of uh, Tom Dagnino and Kevin Smith. It's the Snoochie Boochie Gucci. Oh, boy. Wow. That, that just... sounds toxic. Sounds like it's coming out the same way it went in. Yeah. Robert De Niro is the spin. So 60 seconds, gentlemen. Do you want to keep the category of Mr. De Niro? Well, Craig, it's a broad one, but how comfortable are you with the great thespian Robert De Niro? We are big fans of the lengthy career of Mr. Robert De Niro, so we will gladly take this. I love it. Bring it down, my friend. Bring it down. I hate to say this, but that was actually pretty refreshing to not have Gucci in there. So it is going to be four questions for the Barbarian, proctored by the great Andrew Guy. Keep in mind, uh, gentlemen, stealing is available, so we need to see your hands at all times. That makes us feel safe and secure. So four questions, each one worth two points. Andrew, it's the category of one of the great thespians of all time. Yep, Bobby D here in round number two. And I got to say, the Tyrant did a pretty dang good job there. So here we go. The Barbarian in the category of Robert De Niro. You got four questions coming your way, two points apiece, unless, of course, you do check down, and these are available for steals. Robert De Niro, your first question. Which comedic actor plays a gangster named Frank Milo, opposite Robert De Niro, in 1993's Mad Dog and Glory? We will say Bill Murray. 
I don't know if he can. I guess he can talk to Elvis. It seems fair. And it gets two points for the Barbarian here. Bill Murray is correct. It is legal. And so Elvis seemingly pulling that answer as we progress to question two. Question two here in the category of Robert De Niro. Who directed, who directed Robert De Niro in the 2001 heist film, The Score? We believe that would be Frank Oz. Well, Ellis, they would be correct. Give him two more points. That puts the Barbarian 13 up to McQueenie's nine right now, but still two perfect games so far. As we get to our third question in the category of Robert De Niro, what is the current profession of Robert De Niro's character, Jack Walsh, in the action comedy Midnight Run? We believe he is a bounty hunter. 12 questions perfect in a row here for the Barbarian. Give him two more points, 15 to 9, and a chance to end at 17 here. The Barbarian, your final question in the category of Robert De Niro. Who directed the 1990 drama Awakenings, starring Robert De Niro and Robin Williams? All right. We uh, believe it is uh, someone named after money, Penny Marshall. A slight disagreement there, Ellis, but the Barbarian and Elvis are correct. Once again, a perfect round two, a perfect game, 17 to nine here at the end of our midpoint of round two. Hey, look, it's a backup manager, Barbarian Elvis, having some testy words with each other, but it got the job done. He has not missed a question or even needed the aid of multiple choice or a JTE rule yeah. yet. And so... We let him and Elvis relax in the green room, and we bring in Drew McWeeny's manager of the usual suspects, Sam Levine. Godfather. What's up, Sam? Uh, buddy, you're crushing it. That was a perfect round one. Uh, you even even focused and pulled focus. So there you go. You're in, you're in the zone, man. Uh, look, that was, uh, that was hard to watch uh, because, of course, I know we're both sitting there going, Wow, I, I wish we'd have gotten De Niro. I could answer those with one eye open, mm, one hand behind category. my back. Good category. That um, was a great category. Those were good questions yep. for someone who I, reads magazines, and I think you are going to do the exact same thing. I just wish I could put hands on the wheel, you know? It's, I know, uh, I know. You like to spin from the wheel, not from the pegs, but it's okay. Yeah. All right. You're going you're gonna to spin right. well. I feel good about okay. this. I, I do too. Here we go. The one Drew thing I've not is, missed oh, go ahead. is the spin it from the wheel, not the pegs. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think anyone misses that. McQueenie, kind of known for being a master with the wheel, and look at that. Ooh. He avoids opponent's choice by a sliver, and he gets courtroom and legal thrillers. Gentlemen, you have 60 seconds to talk this through. I like courtroom and legal thrillers. How do you feel? I feel okay. I mean, they're they're good. It's a it's a good category. I, right. I, I'm not scared of the category. I mean, no, I don't think I you are. But I, yeah, there are so many more things on this wheel that we like, and so few things that we don't like. So, uh, if you'd like to spin again, I support this. Sure. Let's let's go one more time. All right. Let's spin from the pegs this time. All right. They okay. get a mulligan. Andrew, do you know how much he missed hitting opponent's choice by? Uh, please tell me. Will bit. Will bit. Will bit. No. 
No. Uh, no, I think yeah, you got. It. All right, and we need to go super, super up close for this one, and it is DreamWorks Animation. All right, go get him, Godfather. DreamWorks Animation is the category for Drew McQueenie. So, Drew, four questions, two points apiece, unless you need multiple choice, and your questioning begins now. In the 2000 Ardman Animation's co-production Chicken Run, what movie star provides the voice of the rooster, Rocky? Uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is correct for two points. McQueenie on the board in round two to continue the trend of perfect answers. Your next question. What is the subtitle of the 2020 sequel to the film The Croods? The Croods, A New Age. He continues the trend, two more points, and he is within four of the Barbarian's lead. He can get this next one, he'll be within two, and that is, which character tricks Shrek into allowing himself to be erased from existence and cast in a dark alternate timeline in the film Shrek Forever After? Donkey. That is incorrect. And so for a massive two-point steal, we go to the Barbarian. The question, which character tricks Shrek into allowing himself to be erased from existence and cast in a dark alternate timeline in the film Shrek Forever After? Rumpelstiltskin. Is correct for a big two-point steal. There it is. And we go back to Drew McWeeny for his final question in round two. And that is, in the category of DreamWorks Animation, who provides the voice of the title character in the 2011 film Puss in Boots? Antonio Banderas. Is correct. And that puts a salve on that steal, getting McWeeny to within four of Barbarian's lead. But that is what we're looking at here. It is now 19 to 15 barbarian enjoying a four-point lead as we go into round three the round that will determine the match andrew yeah it's crazy when you see one question give a four-point swing in the game but round number three is where everything is laid on the line we all know what that five-pointer can do and both these guys have pretty good success in this round all right so we go to the rules of round number three they are as follows each competitor is going to give us a series of numbers these numbers may range from one to 20. you may not pick the same integers as your opponent because each numeral corresponds to a unique category of movie trivia schmodown mystery your question is as follows two points for the first one three points for the second one and if you get it right five points for the final question in round number three jte rules and challenges remain intact Barbarian, you have a four-point lead, so between you and Elvis, what three numbers in round three feel the luckiest? Dedication to our dear Red Sonia, eight, two, and six. Well done, eight, two, and six. And now, Drew McWeeny, your three lucky numbers. I'm going to take 13, 15, and 18. 13, 15, and 18 it is. All right, so we will... Allow the Godfather to relax in the green room for a sec and bring back the manager of the Finstock Exchange for the day, Ty Lieberman. Ah, yes. Oh, Barbarian. Fantastic work, Barbarian. Fantastic work. It's so fortunate that you went to that child's birthday party last week where they were showing Shrek 4. That is Ever correct. After. 
I, I wonder who that child was. Well, just to let everyone else, I don't want to keep anyone else in the dark. I got a text from Gucci. He's actually, let me just read what it says. Um, sorry, I'm lost in my vineyard. Man in trench coat chasing me. If you don't hear from me by, I don't know. I'm sure he's okay. I, yeah, to be honest, I don't think he owns a vineyard, so it's well, probably within that. Someone else's right vineyard, then. Hey, Craig, you you're perfect so far. You're perfect before you got into this game, and you're perfect right now. You have three questions left. Maybe you won't even need all three questions, but I think you're going to get all three questions. Ten seconds. This day has been perfect. You're perfect, my friend. Let's get this round three perfect. Beautiful. Will do, sir. Goodbye to the Finsox Exchange and hello to the usual suspects. Sam, you have 60 seconds to talk about vineyards with your competitor. What's up, Sam? <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, shake it off. It is a four-point difference right now. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So what? What you've only got one job to do, and that is use all three JTE rules if you need them and give some correct answers. Um, I've often told people this is a game where, believe it or not, luck is a pretty big factor. So right now we've we've gotten some bad luck. Uh, But there's what's to say that they won't get some bad luck. Uh, So let's just do what we do. Use the time you have. You have all your JTEs. You have a challenge if you need. So take your time. Be the godfather. Give some correct answers. It ain't over till it's over. And uh, let's do it, man. All right, here we go. All right, and so it is the Godfather with a four-point hole he's hoping to fill with correct movie trivia answers. If he gets his two and his three, he's at least avoided a TKO and will put some pressure on the Barbarian's other shoulder, not occupied by his companion. And so he selected number 13 for his two-point category. What's he looking at? He sure did, Ellis. Number 13 corresponds to Julia Roberts. A miss Julia Roberts here for your two-pointer, the Godfather. Julia Roberts plays the queen to Lily Collins' Snow White in what 2012 film? Mirror, mirror. Give him two points, and narrowing the gap just a bit is Drew McQueenie with that correct Julia Roberts question. Drew, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say, I didn't know that was his answer. I thought he was just talking to his mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for more. Drew, you selected number 15 for your second number. That is going to correspond to the category of Westerns. Westerns for your three-point question, the lead, and to send it back over to the Barbarian. Three points. Four. For what film did John Wayne win his only Academy Award? Rooster Cogburn. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. It is true grit. Uh, my my mistake. It, yeah, that is incorrect. Even though he yeah. is able to recover, he says Rooster Cogburn, which is yep. the character's name and the sequel to True Grit. But True Grit is the answer, and because of that, Mark, we have to stay with Drew McQueenie for his five-point yep. question. We see ah, everybody infiltrated we by a manager, Mark Ellis. Sam Levine is yeah. entered the chat, and I believe I know what you want. Sam, is it a challenge? Of course it's a challenge. No ruling had been made. None whatsoever. My man said something, and then no correct, incorrect, nothing had been ruled on, and he corrected himself, and we have a rule book that specifies that that is okay. All right, so we now bring in Ty Lieberman as well to uh, weigh in on the challenge. It's a <laughs> I was not prepared for this. 
Okay. Uh, that's not a manual. The rule book, uh. yeah. Uh, it's how do you have any uh, counter argument you'd like to wager? Well, uh, may I ask Barbarian to speak on my behalf? You may. Barbarian, do you have a challenge? Well, I, I don't have a challenge. The, uh, my, do you the have, counter have a counter argument? argument? The, the counter argument to the challenge is that he said the answer Rooster Cogburn and that admitted that it was wrong. Uh, Rooster Cogburn is the name of the film. Um, and so. Right, we'll have, but we'll there was the no judge, ruling. We'll the, oh, yeah. We'll have the judges rule as, it, as, as they will on the challenge. All right, then. We will be right back with our ruling on the challenge. We're back and we have the combination. As for the ruling of the challenge, it will be as follows. Now, it's always easy to just simply give an answer and then say final answer so that we know that is your final answer. However, it is also accepted to simply give an answer with confidence and we accept that as the final answer. Here's where it gets oh so tricky is because Drew McQueenie did catch himself. He said Rooster Cogburn, and before Andrew and I were able to make a ruling, he did immediately realize it was a mistake. He did not usher final answer, and this is one of those 51-49% back-and-forth debates. He did not say final answer. He caught himself. We're going to say just in the nick of time. He did pull true grit, and so the challenge of Sam Levine and the usual suspects will be upheld drew mcweeney will be awarded the points and we will move on with the match scoring at three for drew mcweeney and he now has a one point lead over the barbarian big big challenge there mark you know it's really tough for managers and competitors to always know when it's the right moment to do it sam knows this game very well and like you said it was only a 51 49 it ends off paying off by just a little bit but still, a big mountain to climb does Drew McQueenie have in front of him. You said tough for competitors and managers and announcers. And yeah. now yes. we move on to the Barbarian who has avoided TKO no more for him. Thanks to Drew McQueenie, it is 20 to 19. Drew McQueenie now with the lead. And so, Barbarian, we do go to you for your two-point question. That is in the category of Disney films. And your question for two points and to regain the lead which actress stars as Maggie Payton in 2005's Herbie Fully Loaded? We believe that would be Lindsay Lohan. We knew Abigail Friel knew it, and now we know the Barbarian and Elvis also know it. That is correct. It is now, once again, the lead of the Barbarian, 21 to 20. Andrew Guy, here is where we stand topsy-turvy zigging and zagging challenge induced game though it may be we now have a clear path to victory for drew mcweeney or at least to stay alive in this match he's got to hit his five pointer if he wants to keep pressure on the barbarian that's right the toughest question in the game but it all depends on that category mr mcweeney and mr ellis 18 was the number that was said, and that coincides directly to the 2010s. The 2010s. For five points, the lead, and to send it back to the Barbarian to answer his three and his five. For five points, Drew McQueenie, category 2010s. Who directed Shersha Ronan and Kate Blanchett in the 2011 action thriller, Hannah? Joe Wright. 
He doesn't take his time. He does not need it. Ellis, five big points to the Godfather. 25-21, and the Barbarian has to answer a couple questions to take this match. That's right. What a performance by the Godfather, Drew McWeeny. 25 points in total for his three rounds, and now it is on the Barbarian, who, for point scoring purposes, is going to field his three-pointer. In the context of winning and losing, does not matter. He's going to have to hit that five-pointer regardless, but we do go in order of gameplay here, and to honor your three Red Sonia numbers, Barbarian, we go to two for your three-point category. And that corresponds to the world of the 1990s. And your question. For three points and to pull to within one, the Godfather's lead, who directed the 1994 film Stargate? Roland Emmerich. Is correct for three points. And it all comes down to this. 25 for the Godfather, 24 for the Barbarian, and it is now a five-pointer for the Barbarian. He's got to have. You selected category six for your five-point question, and that corresponds to the flight of fancy world of musicals. Musicals is the category. And for five points and the win. Your question. In what 1990s musical does a character named Jack dream of leaving New York to move to Santa Fe? Four, three, two. question. All right, you have two remaining. In what 1990s musical does a character named Jack dream of leaving New York to move to Santa Fe? Five, four, three, two. Repeat the question. All right, you have one remaining. In what 1990s musical does a character named Jack dream of leaving New York to move to Santa Fe? Five, four, three, two. Repeat the question. Your final one is at hand. Categories musicals. In what 1990s musical does a character named Jack dream of leaving New York to move to Santa Fe? Five, four, three. Say the music man. And your winner! The Godfather, Drew McQueenie! We were looking for Newsies. Newsies. Wow! We were looking for Christian Bale in his glorious youth. Newsies, Woo. 
was the answer. And after a match wow. for the controversial ages, wow. to say the least, it is going to be the usual suspects. And Drew McWeeny taking the win. We'll let these fellas cool off before they have an exclusive interview wow. with Jen Berger. <laughs> Andrew, people are going to be talking about it, and that is just how the movie trivia schmodown goes sometimes. In your estimation, The Godfather and The Barbarian, I don't really see a lack of knowledge for either one of them. It just comes down to a very difficult five-pointer. It's just the way the ball bounces, my friend. That's what the movie Trivia Spodown is all about. And it felt very appropriate for the usual suspects to win in the manner that they did. Sam Levine gets his glorious challenge in. It's upheld, which actually ends up working out. I think it's a good challenge. It was a very tough decision for us to make, but you like to see when managers really earn their money. And then in fashion of Drew McQueenie, you see him stumble a bit in round two by making some of the mistakes that Drew McQueenie has shown in the past. Maybe getting a little ahead of himself with Donkey, getting a little ahead of himself with Rooster Cogburn, but luckily for himself, he knows so much. That five-pointer he's able to pull, he breezes through round three, and like you said, a tough five for his opponent, and here we are. It really was. It's a very, very tough ruling to make, but an even tougher one for the Barbarian to stomach simply because he yeah. played so very well today. You know they're going to be licking their wounds, but it was a great performance by him. And I'd say first-time manager Ty Lieberman. We'll hear from them in just a moment. But right now, we do go to the winners, which is the usual suspects, Drew McWeeny and Sam Levine, with an interview from our own Jen Sturger. Sam... Are you still sweating? <laughs> you know, look, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, I read the book. I'm very glad that, uh, you know, the what, of course, I feel, and I'm sure Drew feels, was the correct ruling was made. I, I understand 51:49. Maybe if you know Drews hadn't gotten there quite as fast, maybe if someone had said something, you know, it might've gone the other way. I'm obviously very glad the way it went. I'm glad we challenged. Um, and you know, I talked about good luck, bad luck and yeah, they got a little bad luck over there too. Like they asked a question that's virtually impossible to answer unless you've seen the movie and know the movie. And, uh, and, and just as the point drew lost on, unless you know that movie pretty well, the Shrek movie, that's a hard one to answer. So you know, sometimes the bad luck comes your way in round two. Sometimes it hits you in round three. And if it's your five pointer, that can swing a match. Absolutely. But I think if we if we're being completely honest, a lesser manager may not have made that challenge or may not have realized what the actual rule was. Mm -hmm. So this, this is why you've got to be team. feeling <laughs> you got to be feeling pretty comp like confident and just Sam's ability to manage you through these tough situations and just know this that he's got your I'm back. Here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm here. Like when we were a team as a, as players, it was the same thing. And uh, definitely uh, when it was, uh, when I have him in my corner during a match, I know that he's paying attention to the game. He's paying attention to every part of the game. All it's, all I'm there to do is play and keep focused on the questions. And mm -hmm. Sam's got everything else. And this was a perfect example of it. And, I, you know, I heard the answer come out of my mouth because I was answering the question, what role did he win the Oscar for? And then was like, no, no, it's true. Great. I, I know the character. I know the film. So, yes, I'm, I'm very happy that they made the ruling they did. Absolutely. Um, when we talk about DreamWorks, though, is this just something that you necessarily just it's not not as much your bag? Well, I mean, I I raised kids during this era, and I I worked press during this era. I saw all these movies. It's just a matter of keeping them straight in your head. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I God, I went You're to like, I went to Cannes for a Kung Fu Panda animals? film. 
Yeah, I, I definitely. I've, I've been exposed to all these, voluntarily or not. These were a big part of about 15 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here, gentlemen? You know, obviously this is a huge win for you guys against a very formidable opponent and barbarian. Um, what's next? Uh, you know, there's you no tell question. Me, Sam. Well, there's no question that Barbarian is a formidable opponent, and I would not want to face him any day of the week. The guy knows his stuff. No question about it. I mean, he played a nearly perfect match right up until the very end. Frighteningly perfect. Frighteningly perfect match. Um, So there is no question that he has a long and storage mowdown career ahead of him. As far as where we go next, Drew and I got to talk it over, you know? Uh... This is, you know, I know Drew is is a teams guy, but I've always felt he could make a singles run Absolutely. like anyone else. So we're going to sit down. We're going to figure it out. We're going to talk to the chairman and see what looks good. Uh, but I feel very I'm good in. about where we go from here. Highest of praise from his former teammate, Sam Levine. Oh, congratulations, Drew McWeeny. Thank you. Thank it's you, good, Jen. It's good, good seeing see you in the winner's circle. Yep. A thrilled Usual Suspects team there with a big W here today with one of their real premier players because Drew McQueenie, I I know he wants to get back to 500 and then possibly above it, so he's looking for that next match to at least pull within even, but what a statement he made today against one of the best players in the league, the Barbarian. May have been three years since McQueenie got a win, but what a monumental win here because of his opponent and because of how he worked with his manager. Those two things are integral when you're telling this story. We heard all about him and Sam. We don't need to you know, revisit that, but what Barbarian did in this match, he missed one question and he got a steal. That's it. And the guy loses the match. That's how competitive the MTS is now. That's why when you watch competitors and you see what happens to their faces in round two, when they hit opponent's choice or when they miss a question, you see them get demoralized. Now we need to see the Barbarian stay mentally strong and move forward. He just went head-to-head with one of the best in the game. He's got a loss to Bibbs and a loss to Drew McQueenie. If that's my losses in singles, I'm doing okay. And why they pay Jen Sturgeon the big bucks is for interviews like what you're about to see with the losing faction today, the Finstock Exchange, Ty Lieberman and the Barbarian and Elvis after a very tough match. No prayers, no good luck or anything like that. Come on, Ellis. Ugh, you can know they, I'm going to need it. Can they, fi- can they find you in this mowdown? Me personally? No. no I think can I they find me in this? Can they find me? Because I got what? some stuff to say about that steaming pile of nonsense. <laughs> so I take it you were Why not a I huge order? fan of the challenge no but yet you can't come up with a counter argument for me here i don't have time to read the full book within three minutes i'd give you an answer i might change it in five seconds and it would be the same oh. in the same way i it's a travis sam mockery end of tyrant wow uh, a barbarian, it has to feel a little demoralizing to play at the level that you played today and to not walk away with this win. This was a win we really wanted. This is a win that uh, was within our grasp when we were considering musicals. We did consider newsies, but we we thought that uh, it was a, we thought it was in the eighties. Um, so that's uh, that's on us. But uh, yeah, we we. We uh, have had back-to-back singles losses where we missed one question and scored 20-some-odd points and uh, still haven't uh, been able to get the job done. So 
We're going to hit the books even harder. And once this uh, singles tournament comes, we're going to run through it like a, well, like a fist runs through a camel's face. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, so obviously we have to address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Tom not showing up. Uh, aside from the whole alleged winery text, um, what's up with this? You know, I, I, uh, I believe that uh, he would not have missed this if he did not have some urgent business to attend to. So I don't fault him. It just feels kind of odd that he would miss the match of basically the the his right hand man, the guy that helped him put together this entire faction. And it's like the one day you kind of need his support, he's nowhere to be found. Well, that's well, he why be, he I am found. here. Yeah. I'm here to offer my support, Tom's support, through me as a vessel. And unfortunately, I couldn't get it done today. And I take some responsibility, but mostly it's Tom. And uh, how did you feel your managing debut went? You know, I didn't think, honestly, didn't think there was too much of this managing business. What a good manager is just really the sum of his players. But I have to give credit. I hate saying this. Give credit to Sam Levine on an excellent challenge. Grinds my gears, but I must give him that credit. You know, I joined the Schmodown to have power in the league. And look, after only a couple of matches, a couple of months, I'm managing a faction? Just think of what's next for me, the tyrant. I'd rather oh, and, not. And Barbarian. <laughs> I feel for you, but good job. Oh, tough loss today, Barbarian. Uh, I'm sure Elvis, your emotional support animal person, um, whatever, will uh, will help you through this difficult time. Well, a predictably sullen mood at the Finstock Exchange, or at least for the Barbarian and Elvis. Uh, Ty Lieberman kind of maybe seems like he maybe lost the match, but won the job of manager, which again, we don't know where Gucci is, if he will show up, if he's going to disappear in a Santa Barbara vineyard sometime shortly here after the match. But we do know this, the Barbarian to be feared and McWeeny getting the W over him in as close of a match as you and I can remember, partner. Yeah, I mean, a lot of questions left on the table at the end of this match. What's next for McQueenie? What's next for Barbarian? But most importantly, what would have been different if his manager was here? The tyrant was very transparent when he talked about not reading the rule book. On the other hand of it, Sam Levine hasn't memorized. That's what it's all about, being a manager. And you saw how much it paid off today. I just have to leave that question on the table as we say our goodbyes, Mark. What if Gucci was here? I can answer that question somewhat, is that even if Gucci was here, the managers make their cases during a challenge, but I do feel confident that as tough as it is, it is our job and ultimately my job to make the ruling and deliver it, and I feel it was correct, even with as tough and as slim of a margin as we had here today. So that's how it goes for future matches and all the updates you want. Go to the schmodownlive.com. You can also purchase tickets for upcoming live events, I hear, possibly coming back. And on the subject of pay-per-views, we give you at least three a month to join those and watch them as they air live. Make sure you join our Schmodown Patreon. Any patron at the $10 and above tier gets all pay-per-view matches first run all season long. It's a great deal, and it was a good match here today. Andrew Guy, great to see you, buddy. Great to see you, too. What a great match we had today, and I'm happy to see the Godfather take a win in singles after three years, Mark.
three years later, he does it again. So for the winning faction, that being the usual suspects and the Finstock Exchange, our behind-the-scenes team here at Skybound, all of our writers, Jen Sturger, Andrew Guy, Christian Harloff, I am merely Mark Baby Carrots Ellis saying thanks for watching, and we'll see you again at the Movie Trivia Schmodown.